You're listening to the Empty Nest Empires podcast, episode number 19. And today I have a special treat for you because listen, you have to have been under a rock if you have never heard about the Enneagram. If you've heard about it, you're confused, this will help clear it all up for you. And if you've never heard about it, stay tuned. I think you'll find this to be really inspirational and informational. And I just want to give us all a clue. So here we go. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Okay, your nest is empty, or it will be within a few years. So now what? Whether you know it or not, we are building empires. Empires of faith, family, fun, fitness, and of course, finance. And those empires are the legacy we leave for our loved ones. I'm Tammy Romani, an empty nester mom, grandma, and entrepreneur with a vision for ever greater things in the years ahead. It's never too late, and there is no limit to what we can do. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get to building. I'm bringing a special guest to you today, and actually you heard from her a few weeks ago on episode number 13 when we talked about setting yourself up for a good year by reviewing your past year, setting goals, and so on. And what you didn't know is when I originally interviewed her last year for the Voicing Your Brand podcast, we kept the uh, audio recording going and we dived deep into what is the Enneagram and are personality tests helpful? Well, her current favorite is the Enneagram. And so we are going to talk about that in depth. And we're going to talk about how it really is a gift to help you remember that everyone is wired differently. And it helps you to understand each person in your life and just the way that they go about life. It also helps you understand yourself better. And you know, when we know better, we do better. Just this past Christmas, my daughter gave me a book called The Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. And Tammy will reference this book in our discussion. Um, I'm telling you, it messed me up and it messed me up in a good and a bad way. Truly, I felt heard, I felt seen, I felt like, oh wow, I'm not the only one. And I think this is a subject that we are going to dive in more to at later dates, but right now, I just want to give you an introduction to this, a really good explanation, and to do that, I'm going to bring back my friend Tammy Helfrich, and um, we're going to continue our interview that aired, like I said, several weeks ago, and turn a corner and talk about personality tests, but specifically the Enneagram and how you can use it to be more successful in life, in business, in everything, leadership, you name it. These are tools that if you use properly, you really can get a handle on things and um, be ahead of the game. So I hope this is interesting to you. Here's my interview with Tammy Helfrick. So let's turn a corner now and talk about personality tests. Okay. I know you are a big proponent of these and an expert in some areas of these. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I have done uh, the strengths 
Pathfinder test, mm-hmm. I believe. I did it for a job that I had at one time. That was super interesting. Yep. And I think that I also did the Myers-Briggs, but maybe, in a, I don't know if it was the official one. It might have been an abbreviated one. Mm-hmm. And now I hear about the Enneagram. Yes. And I haven't taken it yet. And I hear people say, are you an eight? Just yesterday, I was chatting with a friend and she said, well, I'm an eight. So that means, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just mm-hmm. like deer in the headlights. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know nothing. And I feel like I maybe should have taken this test before we talked today. But no, that's- this is good because maybe half of our audience has no idea what this is or yeah. how it can be helpful. So can you just walk us through your favorite personality test? For right now that ask people to take that is most helpful for them really learning about themselves and setting their intention for moving forward in life and not being stagnant. Yes. So um, Tammy's talking about the Enneagram, which is um, gaining a lot of popularity and everybody is, seems to be talking about it right now, but it's actually a very ancient personality typing system. It's been around forever. Um, And it's just, it's gaining popularity because it's different than other personality tests that are out there. So I've done the same. I've taken the Strengths Finder. I've taken Myers-Briggs. I think I've taken every one possibly out of the disc, which they're all helpful. Um, But I have found, so I first learned about the Enneagram about eight years ago, which is crazy now to me. The first book I read was by Richard Rohr and it was, um, oh, I can't remember what it is, but you can Google it. Um, And he he takes it from a very Christian um, perspective and it was, it was helpful, but it was like, oh gosh, I don't know. This is confusing. I don't understand. How do I know what type I am? And, um, and then, and, and so I've been studying it and it, it and it keeps coming up because uh, some circles I'm in, it's, they've really gone pretty deep with it. And so um, I started learning more about it and it is basically, it helps you see how you see the world. So a lot of personality types are just about like, these are the characteristics of, of what you do. And, you know, this is, um, these are your strengths, these are your weaknesses, but it, it doesn't really help you understand how to kind of internalize that. And then also how to work with others. And so okay. the biggest the biggest gift that I've had from the Enneagram has been, first of all, understanding myself better and going, Oh, okay. That's why I do things this way. Cause it really looks at, um, where you go in health and then where you also go in unhealth. So it, it helps you see it's, it's very opening, and pretty much every person that has ever <laughs> taken the test that I know has always rejected their number at first because they don't like, like you can immediately see the negative things that you do oh, and wow. they don't like it. Um, and so but that's usually typically ends up being <laughs> the one that you are. Um, okay. So, so there's nine, so I'll give you a kind of description and then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about how it's been so transformative for me. Um, so there are nine, nine types, which basically that immediately makes everyone go, what do you mean? There's only nine types of people in the world. Right. Um, but there are nine primary types of, and again, it's, it's how you see the world. Um, and so the first one is, um, a, a number one. So they go by number. So one through nine, 
the nine, or sorry, the one is um, uh, typically called, it can be called the reformer or the perfectionist. Um, and then the two, I'm not going to go through it because you can go, I'll tell you some really great resources, but I'll just kind of okay. list the two types, the, all the types. Um, the two, which I identify with is called the helper. And then the three is the achiever. Um, and actually, let me just give you like a couple words for each one. So yes. the one, the performer or the reformer or the perfectionist is um, principled, purposeful, purposeful self-controlled perfectionist. Um, the two, the helper is caring, generous, people pleasing, um, possessive. So, so you can see where yeah. it's giving you some of the negative ones of each one. Um, the three would be the achiever, very success oriented, um, driven, image conscious. Uh, the four is, could be called the individualist, um, very sensitive, artistic, withdrawn, expressive, expressive, dramatic, um, the number five would be called the investigator. Um, these are very intense, like uh, perceptive, innovative, very isolated uh, people, very, very smart, kind of nerdy um, people. The six is called the loyalist. They're very committed, um, responsible. They're very anxious and they're very suspicious. Um, and then the seven is the enthusiast. They're like the fun, loving, spontaneous, totally distracted, you know, energetic person. And then the eight is uh, the challenger who's very powerful, domineering, self-confident, um, confrontational. Um, and then the nine would be the peacemaker. They're the easygoing, like receptive, agreeable, um, peacemaker, you know, keep everybody happy type person. So those are the nine types. And again, different people have different names for each one. Um, those are kind of the, the main uh, styles of them. And again, basically what it does is it, it, it helps you identify, okay, what is the primary way that I see the world? So like, I'll just give my example. So I'm, I identify as a two, which is a helper. The only thing I can ever remember like throughout my life of always wanting to do is help people. <laughs> That's like, so right there, that is, um, and, and it is just in my nature. I just, I see, I see needs where other people can't even see them themselves sometimes. And so this is, you know, like the good traits of the mm -hmm. two would be, you know, that, that you do that. You want to help people. You're very, um, very easygoing, like just, it's just in your nature to serve, right? Okay. The unhealthy part of that is that you can become a martyr and you can, um, ex you can do things out of expecting something in return. So one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, in, from myself is that while I was, I have always been very caring and generous, I did things to get something from them, whether it be praise, affirmation, recognition, um, like a, a desire to be loved, right? Like I was getting something from that. So I always had some kind of ulterior motive. Now this wasn't conscious. I wasn't aware of this at all, but I can see those patterns of how that become can become very unhealthy. So like I'm the type of person where I can give and give and give and give. And then I get really mad because nobody's reciprocating in the same way that I'm giving. And then I get irritated about it, right? Sure. And that's not a healthy pattern to have. Um, so, so it's helped me 
understand myself um, much, much better and allow myself to get to a point where um, one of the questions that twos ask themselves, a healthy two should ask themselves is, is this mine to fix? Is this mine? Mm -hmm. Like if someone comes to you, like your friend who came to you with that problem and immediately took on someone else, twos also are very big at taking on other people's problems and in wanting out of a want to help and to serve, um, but not always from a genuine place, right? And so sometimes they're not our problems to serve. So I can look back at times on my life where I can see like I overstepped bounds and like stepped in to help when the person wasn't ready for help or they didn't really need my help. You know, maybe it was better that they figured it out on their own. Right. Um, right. So it's, it's been so incredibly helpful for me to just see like, first of all, the gifts that I have from seeing the world this way are really important. And so to be able to do those in as healthy of a way as possible is really, really great. Um, to be able to see where I tend to go when I'm in unhealth is also super important for me because then I can recognize the patterns. Again, this goes back to kind of what we're talking about with looking at your year, when you can start to understand yourself better and look at your patterns and go, okay, wow. Like that's why for me, self-care has been a huge thing because I am a helper and I am a giver and I give a lot to other people that I was always leaving my tank empty. And when your tank is empty, then you know what you're giving, like you're giving out fumes and it's not, it's not helpful to other people. So self-care and taking care of myself and recharging has been really, really important part of understanding myself better. And then once you learn to understand yourself better, then it also, I think the biggest gift of the Enneagram is that you can see how people are wired. Like I remember thinking, you know, for most of my life, how were my brother and sister and I ever, how did we come from the same family? Like we are so different. And so we look at the world differently. We, we act differently. And it wasn't until I had my own sons that I realized like, oh yeah, we come into this world completely wired differently, right? My two sons are very, very different. And so the gift of the Enneagram is to see that people are wired differently and that we all have different gifts that we bring to the world. And when we can understand that better, instead of trying to change people all the time into being like how we see the world, that is an amazing gift to not only ourselves, but to our families, to our communities, to everyone around us. Um, I'll just give you the example of um, my husband. So my husband identifies as a one who is the perfectionist. Okay. And so you can imagine like the helper and the perfectionist see the world really differently. And one of the biggest things that used to just drive me crazy, we've been married for 21 years now, but like one of the things that always drove me crazy was we would be at the boys and I would be at home and we would be kind of in our mode and doing our thing. And then he would walk in the door and immediately just see everything that was wrong in the room. Like, why is the window open? Why is the door? Who tracked the mud in the house? Who did the, you know, like that was his instant go-to. And I would be like, wow, what are you doing? Like, we were fine. I don't care about the mud on the floor. Right. So it was always a thing of contention with us. Now I understand that's simply what he sees. He sees things that need to be fixed in the world. That's why he's a VP of operations. Like he can see all the things of a company and where things, you know, need to work. That's his gift. 
now has he also learned how to um, adjust that so that he can you know not come off because it can come off as being very um, not nice you know in, in abrasive and sometimes um, and so that's been like it has been transformational in our marriage for him to be able to see how I view the world and for me to be able to see how he, how he views the world and to understand that like we each have our unique gifts and that we don't have to, because I think for, you know, subconsciously for a very long part of our marriage, I was trying to change him. I wanted him to be more like me and he's not, he's just not wired that way. And yeah. so the more that we can learn to do that, it's been transformational in the teams that I work with when we can understand um, that, you know, my, my boss is um, a seven. He's the enthusiast the like, he wants to have fun. He wants to like, he doesn't want anybody to stump on his, on his dreams. He wants, you know, like me understanding how he needs that helps me work with him in a different way. We have another one who's a six, which is um, the, um, you know, they instantly go to like worst case scenario all the time. Okay. So me being able to understand, cause I don't do that. Like I go to like best case scenario, like the world's amazing, you know, you're all good. Right. Yeah. So for me to understand that, okay, when, how I communicate with her is helpful. If I don't, I don't just say, Hey, can we, um, you know, I don't just send her a text and say, can, can we meet tomorrow morning? to discuss something because in her head, she's thinking, Oh my gosh, what, what's, what I do wrong? What, what is she mad at me about? What is she, you know, now I say, Hey, can we meet tomorrow to talk about this particular thing that we need to make a plan for or something so that then she goes, Oh, okay, that's fine. So it's like really simple ways of understanding each other that are really, really powerful for teams. So when you first started thinking this way, and your husband, the perfectionist, did he push back a little at first to wanting this information? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, could, I could see that a lot of people who are wired a certain way, you know, I read somewhere, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Mm -hmm. But most people think everyone sees it the same way they do. Yes. There's not a lot of awareness out there no. that it's, you know but that's not how I see things. And so that, that's a hard message to get across, especially to someone in your same household. So yeah. talking to people, you say it has been amazing to your marriage. Mm -hmm. let's, let's go there with how, did you have to talk him into this? Did you, you know, what, how did you get him on board with learning about this? Um, so that's interesting. Cause again, I like have known about this for such a long time and I've kind of studied it. And, um, it wasn't until probably the last couple of years that he started to take a little bit of an interest in it. Um, and so, and, and I didn't really, it's just, it's kind of one of those things that just, especially in the beginning, it's just hard to, there's so much detail and it's so hard to understand. And you're, you're like, wrestling with your own stuff <laughs> before you. And it's, that's the biggest thing I always tell people like, don't, don't use this as a weapon and don't use this like to try to change someone. Um, they have to be ready to hear it. So for him, it was, it took a while. He wasn't ready to hear it. Um, I definitely started to see like, Oh, okay, this makes sense. I see some of this in him. Would he agree? I'm not sure in the beginning. Like we just, we took that really slow. Um, one of the best resources that has come out lately is um, Ian Cron okay. has a book called The Road Back to You. 
and he wrote it with uh, Suzanne Stabile, and it is the most practical, helpful um, tool that you have. And so they do have a, a, a website where you can go and you can take the test. Um, test, it's interesting, like any, the Enneagram itself really was never meant to have a test to be able to take it because it's more about understanding the particular ways that you, you do things. Um, but it is helpful. The, the challenge with the test is always we answer how we think we are, right? Versus how we really are, honestly. Yeah, we overthink it and we, yep. we do. We, we, want, we want to skew the results. Totally. Probably it's one of those things if you took it several times. Yeah. I mean, you just have to empty your mind and just do it. Yeah. Instinctually, yeah. right? Yeah. In order to get the true results. Yeah. But that's, but so you can take the test. Um, but also, his book is super, super helpful because what he does is he lists, I should have brought it, um, but I don't have it with me. He lists the um, characteristics of each number and he okay. lists them when you are healthy. And when you're unhealthy. So the more you can kind of sit with pretty soon, pretty quickly, most people go, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, cause you know, when someone articulates what you do and you don't really realize that's what you're doing, a light bulb kind of goes off. Yes. Oh yeah. That's me. I naturally tend to do this. Um, so for my husband, that book was super helpful because it, it gave him, it validated like there's nothing wrong with him. Like, because, you know, a lot of times with each of our numbers, some of the things that we do, people have told us that that means something's wrong with us, right? Why don't you, why don't you do this, right? Why do you always have to, you know, get into people's business? Why do you know why? Like, that was a big thing with my husband, because he's like, you know, can totally close that off. Like, why are you so worried about what other people are doing? And why do you feel like you have to help everyone? Like, why can't you just do your own thing? Yeah. Um, so that was, that book has been, I recommend that book to anyone. Um, there's lots of Enneagram stuff out there. There's lots of like um, spiritual Enneagram stuff out there. Um, Richard, again, Richard Roars was the first one I booked, but Ian's uh, book is like the most helpful thing because it really helps you just sit with it. He describes each type in really helpful detail of like, this is where you tend to go or this, you know, this is some of the things that come up for you. And then going back to like the nine, one, the way that he describes it, which I think is so helpful is like, okay, yeah, there are nine particular types that most people will fall into one. We all have categories, we all have characteristics of each one. Um, it's oh, just good. where I'm we- I'm glad you said that. Yeah. It's I just, was- I was a little confused there because I could see myself in about four mm -hmm. or five of those areas. And I thought, am I more complicated than I think? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, in the beginning, for sure. I saw, I definitely saw, you know, I thought, well, I was, cause the way that the two was described when I first um, read about it, I was like, that's not, that doesn't feel like me. So I, I have definitely a lot of three characteristics and I also, because in, in unhealth, I go to an eight, which is like the challenger, um, you know, the, the like confronter, you know, type. Well, I do that when I'm unhealthy, not always when I'm healthy. Um, so yeah, we all have different types, but it also a really great way to think about it is um, it, if they were colors. So say they were nine colors, mm -hmm. there's a million shades of each color, oh, right? That's good. And so 
everybody has different. And, and so Ian also has a podcast called Typology where he interviews people with different numbers. And that is incredibly helpful because you pick up things of like, oh yeah, I don't necessarily do it exactly the way that this, you know, that the book says I should, or, you know, that the typing says it should, but, but I, I see that in, um, you know, listening to this other person. So in, again, it's not about, it's not about changing yourself. It's not about um, changing other people. It's really about understanding yourself better and then being able to understand people better. And, Mm -hmm. and I think the more we can understand people better and learn how to work together and like, oh my gosh, I just think if everybody could understand their Enneagram number and like what their gifts are and where they go in unhealth and and learn to be healthier as people, it would change everything in the world. Well, I like this because it actually seems a little less complicated than the Myers-Briggs where you've got Mm -hmm. all these letters coming together. Are you an INFP, an ENTJ and all of that? And then you've got to look up what each letter means and combine it all for yourself. And I know a lot of business people who have prospective employees take the Mm Myers-Briggs. It seems like that might be a good idea here and maybe even will simplify, like say you need an integrator for your business. You need Mm -hmm. someone who's going to get stuff done because you're the visionary and you and you don't want to learn all the systems and you don't want to learn all that. That that's the where I find myself is I think I would probably ask someone to tell me what their type was or maybe have a session with you to identify what type of person should I hire that will work well with me and kind of be my yin to my yang. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where yeah. you, you, like you said, when, when you want someone who is an integrator, you don't hire another creative because then right. you've just got these two creative brains that all they do is think of ideas all the time and nothing gets done. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And I think the more so people can understand that is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's also, you know, having to, I think the, the difference is like, it's not about putting people in some kind of box um, or, you know, that they only do that. It's, it's just, it's understanding again, what gifts they bring to the world and then, and how do you support them in that too? And um, yeah, it's just been, I've seen it be so transformational for people. Like um, we just did a workshop um, at our church and I was talking to someone afterwards and she's like, oh my gosh, like this helps me understand my boss so much better. Like instead of just getting frustrated and irritated that he's constantly doing, you know, this particular thing. Now I see like, oh, cause that's how he sees the world. And so then how do I learn to work within that better and stop taking it so personally. Like that's the problem, right? We take everything personally, oh, like it's yes. an attack on us. And again, not as in like the Enneagram is not an excuse to treat people poorly or to just be like, well, that's just the way I am. Right. That that's not helpful, but no. to be able to understand that we do all see the, the world differently. And that is that's the beauty of how we do get things done in the, if we were all exactly the same, we wouldn't get things done because like you said, like the creatives would be doing like, I came onto a team of creatives that didn't have like somebody who could 
execute stuff and get stuff done. You know, they just wanted to like, yeah, talk about it all the time or go jump to this next new idea. You know, we just want to brainstorm all the new ideas and, and have someone else implement them. Totally. Or analyze it to death. Like (laughs) you've got the analyzers who then are like, no, well, we have to, we, you know, we can't do this because it's too risky and we get, you know, like overthinkers. Yeah. Yeah. So it has been, um, so fascinating. And it's, and I also tell people it's like, it takes time. It really does. It's not something that you're going to like, you may get one thing or a nugget where you're like, Oh wow. Okay. That makes sense. The biggest thing I've seen with most people is that they, they feel validated. They feel like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's okay. Going back to what we talked about earlier. It's okay to be me. It's okay that I see the world this way. Like I'm learning. It's how I'm made. It's how I was created. Totally. And I'm seeing this with my kids. Um, you know, I have teenagers now and, you know, they say not to type your kids because, you know, it is, there's, there's different discussions of nature versus nurture and, you know, and, and, and different life experiences definitely will, um, can change how you see the world. Right. Okay. But I can see with my kids how this is so helpful with certain things that they do or, or how they need to, um, like my, my youngest son is definitely has tendencies towards, um, identifying as an eight and he needs like physical kind you know, a lot of eights need like very, they do like CrossFit or like lift heavy weights or do it like, because they're constantly feeling like this stress of wanting the world to be better and, you know, wanting to change it. Wow. Simple things like that, that have been so helpful. And that's where Ian's podcast has been great to interview a lot of different people about, um, you know, what, what helps them be more themselves. Okay. So people are listening and like me, they want to now go take this test. Yes. I think it costs about $12 on the official website or are there other resources that you would recommend? Um, Ian's is free. So his is um, exploreyourtype.com. Okay. And so his is free um, there. I think the $12 one is from the Enneagram Institute, possibly. I have yeah. never taken that one. Um, okay. I always, I would rather um, do the Explore Your Type test and then buy Ian's book, which is probably, I don't know, 15 bucks or something, you know, and mm-hmm. because then you can see all of the different types, because again, it's helpful. You, you can study and learn about yourself, but then you can also, you can pretty instantly see some of the, the closest people in your life to then learn. That's what I did before I even brought it to my husband. I just was reading about him. Like, okay, what are the things that, that he is, you know, that's important to him that will help me understand him better too. So. Yeah, this is good. This is good. So let's kind of tie a bow on this with how do you use this new information? So we've, we've done our year end review. We've looked at our failures what we think are failures, I would like to say they are just learning situations mm-hmm. because we learn from everything, experiment. Yep. And we've set our intentions for the year. Maybe we've picked a word. How do we then ingrain this in our mind and, and create the best possible outcome for our year? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> I think that's what we're all trying to figure out, right? What yeah. works for us. Um, I think 
the biggest thing that I am learning to do is just to be really, really gracious with myself and to not beat myself up for looking at last year or things that didn't happen and then making a decision. So, so the biggest thing that I think is super helpful is as you've looked at this and as you have analyzed it, truly decide what you want. Maybe it's just simply this year deciding how you want to feel. Maybe it's really getting honest about, okay, this, this is, this is what I want to do on a, you know, like if it's getting healthy or if it's building your business, you know, I'm, this is always a struggle for me, but I know a lot of people really talk about like focusing on one thing, you know, one area of your life. Um, I'm also really liking the 90 day, um, challenges or, you know, intention setting to break it down. Like being able to look at your big goal of whatever it is for the year and then saying, okay, let's get really strict or, you know, strict maybe is not the best word, but like, let's get really intentional about these next 90 days and let's really focus and see what happens. Um, I think there's a lot of power of, I was just thinking and just writing some stuff before we got on this thing about really keeping this in front of me. So same thing as we talked about with the journals, I want to keep the things that I want in my life in front of me. So whether that's in my planner or whether if it's you write um, intentions on a little card that you keep with you, you know, whatever works for you. Some people put it as like screens on their phone, you know, um, keep it to keep it in front of you and then to, um, to, to analyze on it. That's why I like the 90 days to, you know, yeah. 30 days is like kind of short. So, but 90 days is a great time to look and evaluate and say, okay, is this really helping? Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of research to back that up as well. When mm-hmm. you set yearly goals, they just get lost because it's yeah. too overwhelming. You yeah. think, Oh, the 12 months, that's, that's never happening. Right. But, you know, we can think in terms of three months from now. Yeah. Our minds can go there and yeah. it's doable. Yeah. I mean, I think of last year, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm doing this for 90 days. Like we, the begin- I actually started before the end of the year, but um, with my health goals, I was like, okay, I get 90 days. I can do this. I can do this for, for three months. It does. It feels more manageable. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's weekly goals for you. I don't know. I, I think again, it's, it's really just being super curious with yourself of what works for you. If you can get honest about your patterns and, and start to recognize where you self-sabotage, then you can get really honest and be it. So for me, it was like, I didn't set big goals because I just was disappointed when I didn't meet them. (laughs) So now Mm -hmm. I'm learning to set big goals, but also have smaller goals in the, in the meantime that I can then learn to honor myself with and to know, okay, yeah, I do what I say I'm going to do. And, and that helps me. Whereas for other people, it might be, um, maybe it's just telling someone about your goal. Like, I think for a lot of us, we don't tell people or we don't share it. Um, because Because we're afraid to, yeah, we're afraid we won't get there and then we will get criticized for, yeah, you had this big goal and you didn't get there. What happened? Yeah. And And also we turn it on ourselves and criticize ourselves. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, people go to extremes with this, right? So like if, if you haven't been telling anyone, then you'll go like, okay, well I'll tell all of Facebook. Right. And then they'll really keep me. And it's 20 things that there's no way I could ever accomplish in three months. Right. Totally. Exactly. Versus just saying, Hey, I'm going to tell this trusted friend, like, Hey, can you just 
you don't have to do anything. You don't have to like, maybe just check in or, you know, tell them what you want. Like maybe check in on me every month and say like, Hey, how's that going? You know, just so that you have someone that is accountable for you. Again, it it just goes back to, for, for my experience has been just really, truly learning to understand how you are wired and what is helpful for you so that then you can get out of your own way. Cause the, the biggest thing is we all get in our own way. That's the only person standing between us and our goals. 90% of the time is ourself, right? We're the ones who are holding ourselves back. We're the ones who are not committing to ourselves. So it's easy to blame it on other people. And it's easy to say, well, this would only happen. Everything would be great. When if you can get really honest with yourself, you're the one standing in your own way. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Okay, Tammy, how can people find you? You are a life coach, right? And yes. you help people with this. Yes. So tell us uh, where's your blog? Where's your podcast? Where can they connect with you? Yes. So the easiest way to connect and find everything is at my website, which is uh, TammyHelfrick.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page where I do Facebook Lives, which is Tammy Helfrick blog is actually that. But if you go to my website, everything's on there. Um, I do a podcast called Right Where You Are. I'm in the midst of uh, changing. I'm I have been saying that for a while. It will be changing, but right now you can still find a lot of what I do at Right Where You Are. And uh, yeah, TammyHelfrick.com. Perfect. I will put all of this in the show notes, the link to the book and the podcast by Ian that you um, mentioned and Explore Your Type. All of that will be in the show notes. So it's just a click away if you want to explore this more. Thank you so much, Tammy. This is super helpful for me. I am going to go off and take that test now. Maybe we can reconvene in later months and analyze me. <laughs> yes, I would love to that hear what you are. That would be fun. But I think I need some time to absorb it. And I think the big takeaway for me today speaking with you is everyone is unique. Everyone mm -hmm. is different. You were created for a purpose that you were created for. Yeah. Stop trying to be who you're not. Mm. Right? Yes. Be yourself, give yourself grace, and give yourself time. Yes. Do not try and fix everything you think that's wrong with yourself all in one month. Absolutely. Give Absolutely. yourself time, give yourself grace, and just keep moving forward. Take the mm -hmm. next best step for yourself. Yeah. That's what I got from you today. So yep. thank you for that. Definitely. Thank you so much. This has been an honor. We could talk for hours. I think we could. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. What do you think? Was this helpful for you? I, <laughs> like I said, I'm still diving into this and learning about it. And this whole thing about learning about personality types and so on, it really is a journey. I will tell you, that I have discovered from reading the book um, that I'm a nine. I'm a classic nine. And that means peacekeeper, but it also means someone who has given away her power a lot in order to keep the peace and kind of faded into the background in order to keep the peace. And when I discovered that about myself, I had to say, ouch, it was not pleasant. But now that I'm aware, 
it is so helpful for me in my everyday life to know and realize exactly where I am compromising on myself. So I'm excited for the future because now I know my personality type, or I I guess I would say, you know, they say we all are are all of the personality types. We all have tendencies, but we maybe lead with one over the other. And that's super helpful to me because I do see myself in all of the personality types, and that's a great thing. So I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you'll reach out to Tammy at TammyHelfrick.com. Now, she mentioned at the end that she was rebranding and reissuing her podcast. Her podcast now is called Intentional Life with Tammy Helfrich. So I think that you will really like her podcast because she dives into, you know, one topic at a time, emotions, responsibility, um, you know, how to do a year end review, how to have commitment, how to have power, take back your personal power. And all of it is so good. So like I said, Tammy's a life coach. She's amazing. I hope you'll reach out to her and let her know that you heard this podcast today. And I'm sure that if you have more questions, she can help you with all of that. Um, I, I will definitely invite her back on this podcast because she is just such an amazing resource. She's an amazing friend and just an amazing woman that I love to call my friend. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing this time. Would you let me know if this has been helpful for you? I would love to know what you think. Reach out to me on social media. I'm Tammy Romani on every single platform. And I cannot wait to hear from you. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.